Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Have you ever heard the expression, the heart of the matter? I'm sure that somewhere along the line, somebody has said to you, let's get at the heart of the matter. What did they mean? Well, they meant, let's get at the essence, the very core, the very substance of whatever the matter is, along with the intention. The heart of the matter is is what the intention is as well. In our look at the purpose for the Church of Jesus Christ, over the past few podcasts, we've seen, first of all, the authority that Jesus has and the fact that he has given that authority to his followers to complete the purpose, to complete the mission. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. We learned that that authority is the right to do something along with the power to do it. And so this is the risen, exalted, glorified God whose name is Jesus, the second person of the Godhead, and he has the right and the power to to do this mission. And he has said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, into the end of this era, this epoch, this time right now. And uh, he has said, I am with you. So you have my authority, in other words. And then in past podcasts, we have seen, uh, taken a look at the mission itself as an overview. We saw who the mission is for, and we saw that that is, uh, as it was given to those followers of Jesus, those uh, disciples, those apostles, by extension, they were given to us because, uh, of course, the apostles weren't going to be alive until the end of the age. It's it's for every. Christ follower. We saw the how uh, of the mission. Go therefore, literally translated, as you are going. As you're going. In other words, how we do it is uh, is along uh, the life, as we are living our life, as a lifestyle, wherever we are, we are on mission. We took a brief look at the what of the mission, and essentially the what is make disciples. And we're going to talk more about that in detail today. And then the where of the mission is to every nation, to all people groups. And, and we took a look at Revelation chapter 5, which is a future glimpse of all the people around the throne of Jesus Christ. And, and there we see every tribe and tongue and nation. And so it's obvious that God wants this mission to be carried out everywhere. But today we come to more of the what of the mission, the very heart of our mission. And what we want to do is understand more fully what we're called to, what is our mission. And we have said, as, as, I, as I previously mentioned in, in a previous podcast, that the heart of the mission, the what of the mission, is to make disciples. And when you look in the original language that the uh, New Testament was written, it is Koine Greek, and in there, that there's only one word. It, it is disciple. He said, as you're going, disciple. Well, what did he mean by that? He meant uh, make followers, because a disciple, the, the Greek word is mathetes, the, the, to make followers or learners of Jesus. 
A disciple uh, in Jesus' day was one that attached themselves under a rabbi, under a teacher, under a master, as it were. They followed that master in order to learn from that master, in order to become like that master. And so when uh, Jesus said, my mission for you, church, is to disciple, in other words, make disciples, He literally meant that. Now, there are two aspects, as I see it, uh, of this making disciples. Um, There are two things that, that have to be a part of that. And the first thing is what I would call proclamation. Because Jesus said, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, baptizing, we we know from the rest of Scripture, baptizing comes after believing. And so, how do they believe? Well, the Apostle Paul addressed that so very well in Romans chapter 10, verses 14 to 17. And I'm going to read them, and I want you to listen very carefully to this, because this is absolutely essential to carrying out the mission. Here's what Paul said. How then will they, they would be the world that we're talking to, the people that we're reaching, how will they call on Him, on Jesus, in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in Him, whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher or a proclaimer? And by the way, uh, that's you. That's whoever's listening today that's a Christ follower. You are a preacher, a proclaimer in the generic sense of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be an ordained minister, an ordained pastor. That is not at all what this is talking about here. And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? More about being sent in a moment. Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. However... They did not all heed the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17 says, So then faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And so there it is. Uh, There is no believing. There's no believing. There's no conversion. There's no becoming a disciple apart from the preaching, the proclamation, the speaking out of the good news, the gospel. Proclamation is a must. And and so uh, Paul summarizes, again, the God-ordained process in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, where he's addressing a problem in the Corinthian church of sectarianism, of division. Uh, Some said, I'm of Paul. Some said, I follow Apollos. And some of the super spiritual said, no, I follow Christ. When actually they were dividing themselves and fighting. And Paul said, look, here's how it happens. I planted, in other words, I planted the seed. Apollos watered the seed, but it was God who gave the fruit, who gave the increase. When we look at that statement, we understand that we are in um, partnership, as it were, with God. And God allows that. God is, we're junior partners by far. We are allowed to be a part of the process of making disciples. It is God that ultimately uh, converts a soul. It is God that ultimately makes a disciple. But He makes us part of the process. And the process is we plant the seed. We water the seed. And all of that is is uh, summarized in the proclamation of the gospel, in the 
sharing the good news with our mouth, with our with our lips, with our life. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then that leads to a public confession. And so, make disciples, baptizing them. And that's what uh, baptism is all about. It it is about uh, making a public profession of what has just happened in their lives. I remember the story of Philip, uh, who was uh, uh, in a certain place, and the Spirit said, go to this place. And, and, And he did, and he met up with the Ethiopian eunuch who had been to Jerusalem to worship uh, from a Jew, Jew, Jewish standpoint, and he was headed back to his country, and, and uh, he intersected there and, and, and gave him the gospel, and he believed, and he said, what hinders me from being, being baptized? And he was told, nothing if you believe. See, he believed, and then he was baptized, a public confession, an identification with the body of Christ. And so the first aspect to making disciples is just being faithful proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I ask you, are you always on duty? Is your spiritual antenna, your spiritual uh, satellite dish always up, always tuned in to look for opportunities that God brings along to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ? I hope you are because that's so important. But then it doesn't stop there. You know, when when somebody becomes a follower of Christ, a, a disciple, a new disciple, they are like a brand new baby. And we do not have babies and then leave them and say, good luck, you're on your own, raise yourself. And that is true in, in the spiritual aspect as well. These new baby followers, they become followers or learners of Jesus Christ. And, and so it is our job, the second part is teaching. It's helping them to understand all that Christ commanded because he said right here in the scripture, uh, baptizing them and teaching them, teaching them, helping them understand, teaching them uh, to observe all that I've commanded you, the commands of Christ. What are the commands of Christ? Well, they're written here in the totality of Scripture, of the Word of God. And so we see what God wants, what Jesus wants of us, because Romans 8, 29 says we're conform- we are predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. We want to become like Jesus. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, and, and, and that is, it's a beautiful, beautiful passage of Scripture. He says, um, we proclaim Him, Jesus, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may com- present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose I also labor, striving according to His power, which mightily works within me. And so uh, Paul said, hey, we strive to help every man become complete in Christ by teaching them and admonishing them. And, and then Ephesians chapter 4, verses uh, uh, 11 to 16, talks about the process of pastors equipping the saints to do the work of ministry so that they can become mature. You might want to read those verses. That's all a part of the disciple-making process that we all would be a part of. And then as they understand, we're teaching them, we're helping them understand Christ's commands. As they understand, they observe them. It says teaching them to to, uh, hold it in their head. No, teaching them to observe. That means to keep, to obey, to live out. And 
And that's what the Lord wants us to do, to keep, to obey, to live out the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's an ongoing, lifelong process. This business of being discipled, of being a follower of Christ, it is a lifelong, ongoing process that, that, we, that never finishes until we're in the very presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we should be in the process of, of uh, being discipled, by others, and we should be in the process of discipling others others, because part of living out the commands of Jesus is to disciple others. And so a brand new disciple comes to faith in Jesus because somebody proclaimed the gospel to them, and they're baptized, they publicly identify, and they begin to be taught by someone and, and mentored by someone in the ways of Christ and the commands of Christ. And as they do it, they pick up the process themselves and they start proclaiming. And then they start teaching. And that process is repeated over and over and over again. The heart of our mission is not an either-or. We're called to both proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're called to teach others. That means we need to be lifelong learners, always learning and the commands of Christ and observing them and obeying them and then passing them on to others. We are all sent. John 20, 21, Jesus said, As the Father sent me, I send you. We are all sent on this mission. We're commissioned to this mission, every one of us. And we're going to take a look on the next podcast. We're going to go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We're going to see the very last words of Jesus, and we're going to see how the early New Testament church took those words, how seriously they were as we complete our study on the purpose for His church on the next podcast. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.